welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you guys are doing great today. This is the Likeability Podcast. I am so glad you are listening today. This is episode number 17. Hey, on this episode, we will continue to look at how likability helps strengthen your influence at work, at home, and really in all of your relationships. So this episode will be part two of a series on motivation. I want to go back and revisit a topic I mentioned in earlier episodes called emotional intelligence. And let me just review the meaning of emotional intelligence quickly. And really the the definition is emotional intelligence, otherwise known as emotional quotient or EQ, is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to, number one, relieve stress, number two, communicate effectively, number three, empathize with others, number four, overcome challenges, and number five, diffuse conflict. So for us to use EQ as leaders or managers or just with people in our regular relationships, our personal relationships, let me list the uses again of strong and healthy emotional intelligence in building likability, which we also know builds influence. So number one, having strong EQ can preemptively relieve stress. Number two, Emotional intelligence, or EQ, helps us to communicate effectively. Number three, it helps us to empathize with others better. Number four, it helps us to overcome challenges. And number five, it helps us to, do, to, to diffuse conflict. Now, now, in my book, Likeability, in the first chapter entitled, Be a Motivator, there is a section called Everyday Motivator. And let me share this passage from that section of the book and make a few comments as it pertains to our topic called emotional intelligence and more specifically about being a motivator. So this is from my real life, my my real experiences. So here's what the passage says. It says, Dr. Sidney McKay was my high school band director. He was kind and strong when it came to self-respect and discipline. He rarely had to raise his voice, but was crystal clear on what he expected. He did not for one minute assume that we teenagers saw ourselves as just knuckleheads. Now, parenthetically, I write, you know, some teachers seem to just go with the fact that all teenagers or adolescents are knuckleheads and do not see learning and discipline as important. Thus, these teachers sustain an environment of chaos. Dr. McKay assumed by his actions that we all considered ourselves, in quotes, professional musicians. It took a few weeks at the beginning of each school year for newbies to realize what was happening. (laughs) When McKay entered the band room, there arose a quietness. And before he stepped onto the conductor's podium, he joked around with us. He remembered things we had going on in our lives and talked about it. And he, somehow he could recall details about everybody's life, in quotes, outside the band room. It was amazing. But when his foot hit the podium, every person sat at attention and their instruments snapped into resting position. When he raised his arms with his conducting baton in his right hand and, 
everyone's instrument then snapped into playing position. When he cut off the music to correct something, everyone's instrument went back immediately to resting position, but we remained at attention sitting upright. Only when he said, let's take five minutes to relax, did he, we loosen our backs a little bit and talk to the person sitting next to us. He provided motivation without wielding unnecessary power. You know, as teenagers who were grasping for identity and searching for needs and acceptance, Dr. McKay had found the secret sauce. And as you know by now probably that the tagline of my book entitled Likeability is the secret sauce to leadership influence. Really, everything circles around influence as, as leaders and managers and people. I go on to write here uh, in this passage, in this chapter, Dr. McKay was likable. He was funny, endearing, respectful, involved in our lives, immersed in the community, and extremely motivational. You know, similarly, uh, in the movie Coach Carter, Samuel L. Jackson playing Coach Ken Carter sets a spoken and unspoken precedence for excellence. You know, I am sure that Sidney McKay had decided as a young band leader that he wanted to create a world of professionalism and respect for musical performance. He probably could not predict how outrageous teens would be and how, in most cases, what he wanted, this thing called professionalism, just could not be achieved. But rather than chaos, he had led us to a new world order that contained respect, achievement, and adult-like professionalism. He chose to be more than a musician who would try to force professionalism down a bunch of adolescents' throats. <laughs> he chose to be likable, he chose to be motivational, and he chose to be respectful, respectable. You know, in the Coach Carter movie, I loved that Samuel L. Jackson came into each basketball practice dressed in a coat and tie carrying a briefcase. He set the standard. He believed that players could be better than in their environments had dictated. He was being motivational. He later became likable. And like McKay, Samuel L. Jackson, as he portrayed this character, he was seen as strong and gentle. He motivated teens to see life through the lens of basketball. Maybe, though, it was that he motivated them to see basketball through the lens of life. And that's the excerpt from my book. Now, in my opinion, Dr. McKay completely exemplified the case for strong EQ and likability to affect change. He was motivational, professional, likable, and effective. In, in the chapter where this passage is found, which is entitled, Be a Motivator, I think we can conclude that McKay's ability to be a motivator also would years later fit into the framework of emotional intelligence that we have been talking about on this podcast. Now, here they are again as we close this episode, talking about strong emotional intelligence. Number one, EQ can preemptively relieve stress. Now, Dr. McKay lessened the typical anxiety of adolescence with his wonderful style of leadership. And number two, it helps us to communicate effectively. Now, Dr. McKay communicated clearly 
because he was intentional and well-liked. In other words, we wanted to hear him. It helps us to empathize with others better. That's what EQ does. And this kind of leadership knows more than what is required to do the work with team members. Now, fourthly, emotional intelligence helps us to overcome challenges. McKay got teens to perform more difficult music because he had our respect and defined challenges as just winnable victories. And number five, EQ helps us to diffuse conflict. Now, you know that's helpful in the workplace and in general relationships. So somehow, with his style, Dr. McKay had figured out that there were very few disciplinary problems in his band rehearsals. Now, what I think is motivation seemed to overcome the desire to cause problems with this teenage group. And we, have, we could really talk about this topic a lot more, but I want to close part two on motivation uh, here in this episode. So let me just let me remind you of this. That I want to thank you first for just listening to this podcast, Likeability. And, and please tell your friends where to find it. And you and your friends, please subscribe to the Likeability podcast and follow for great content and, and some special offers that you'll hear from time to time about executive coaching, training for maybe your your employees, your teams. We do so many things virtually now. We can get to you and help you. And also, you can find my resources, especially this book, Likeability and the Companion Workbook, on Amazon and Audible. And remember, you can work on your likability to create greater influence and impact on your relationships. Until next time, this is Dr. Rick Forbes. <laughs>